You're listening to the Comic Crusaders Podcast. I am your host, Al Mega, CEO of Comic Crusaders and Undercover Cape. In this show, I'm sitting down with creators from all walks of life to talk about inspiration, process, the lessons they've learned, and a whole lot more. Wepa, what up, mi gente? Saludos. What's poppin'? I'm your host, Al Mega, CEO of Comic Crusaders on the cover capes, and welcome to a brand new Comic Crusaders podcast, number 101. Wow, 101 podcasts, and today I got an awesome independent filmmaker. I mean, he's a filmmaker. He's a producer, cinematographer, editor, director. He's worked in the video production business for over 10 years. You've seen his stuff, but he got an awesome new project that's traveling the circuit named The Alternate. Pretty awesome stuff. Very happy to introduce the one and only Alric Bursell. What's going on, bro? Hey, Al. How's it going? Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, man. No, thanks for coming on, brother, and, and, and talking some awesomeness about independent filmmaking, your journey, and this fantastic film that you have out uh, and, uh, you know, that seems to be traveling the circuit right now, which I was glued to the screen watching. So kudos on you, man. Great cast, great everything, brother. I loved it. Oh, thanks, man. Really appreciate it. Don't worry, folks. We're going to tease it in a little bit. I got the awesome teaser trailer. But before we get into all that business, first, let's know a little bit about Mr. Alric. Alric. Look at it. Two good names. Al and then Rick, you know, kick ass at Rick Grimes. <laughs> Holy shit, bro. <laughs> I love it. Uh, so a little bit about yourself, kiddo. Where you from? Where were you uh, raised, born? What's popping there? So I'm from uh, Berkeley, California, originally, um, and then moved to San Francisco for school, SF State, and then um, from there moved back uh, to Oakland. I was in Oakland for like eight years, and that's sort of where I started making my films. You know, I did uh, seven short films out of Oakland, and then actually we shot this feature when I was living there too, and then I just recently moved to Vallejo, California, which is, I don't know if you're familiar with the Bay Area, but it's just on the outskirts of San Francisco and Oakland and, and that okay. and that whole, you know, the Bay Area. Um, but, yeah, I, so I've been making movies, um, you know, pretty much since high school and, uh, you know, just kind of fell in love with it and didn't really what? realize that was something I could do. And what gave you the bug, though? Own. What was it? What oh. was kind of the first film or anything that kind of got you interested in, in, this, well, in this type of journey? I always loved movies. Like, movies were my favorite thing um, since I was – I can remember, like, you know, watching Ninja Turtles, you know, when I was five was like, you know, changed my life. I was obsessed with that movie. Um, then, you know, of course, Star Wars, I think it was like right after that. And, you know, I just, I just caught it early and I just became completely like obsessed with everything, film and television. But, you know, I, I grew up in Berkeley, you know, and we didn't have, you know, I didn't know where, how you could make any of this stuff. Like, I, you know, like funnily enough, like Lucas Films was really close to us, but like, you know, it felt like a completely different world to me. And then um, in high school, I got my hands on a camera um, through, um, you know, a, a class that I, that I took. And then that was it when I started doing it myself. And I had the chance to actually, you know, tell a story with a, with a video camera. Then I was like, okay, I can do this. Awesome. Let's see how far I can take it, you know. What type of equipment was that first in your hand? <laughs> Like a PD-190, PD-170, oh, like an old school, like, Sony uh, digital camera, you know, kind of the era of the DVX-100. Um, oh, my God. You know, but, like, back back then, and, you know, we just had it from our, you know, the, the locker uh, of video equipment in school. And, uh, yeah, that was the first thing I ever shot anything with. So what was the first thing you did shoot, and why, and why that? <laughs> um, wow, well, the very first thing, like, back in high school? 
Yeah, man, go back to that, man. Those okay. are the roots, man. Those are the roots of Mr. <laughs> Alric here. Al B, son. <laughs> oh, man. So me and my friend, we made a movie that I, that I starred in um, where I was, uh, like, getting ready for a football game and putting myself up in the locker room, and we did a dolly shot, you know, like, on, like, a little um, – I wasn't a skateboard, but it was, like, a, a cart that we found, you know, in the hallway <laughs> of our school or whatever. Uh, and then, uh, then I, you know, I walk out of the locker room and I don't go towards the, the football field. I go towards the front of the school and then there's a girl in front of a really cool classic muscle car. And then like, I asked her out on a date and that's like the end of this. <laughs> so I wasn't getting pumped up for school up for the game. I was getting pumped up to, to ask this girl out. That was the whole thing of the, the very first thing I ever made. Hey man, a lot of us high school kids struggle with that, especially when we were of the geeky persuasion, you know, that, that was an adventure in and of itself. Can I talk to her today without doing the hominos like the Rob Crandon? Right, exactly, exactly. You know I mean? <laughs> so, all right, so how was your journey getting into the business, you know, early on? How did you yeah. even start, attempt to start doing all that? So I, uh, you know, I went to school at SF State. I was in the um, the broadcasting department. I didn't do the film program. I did the broadcasting program. Um, and yeah, I took a bunch of internships. And then basically, my first like real film set job, uh, I went down. They were shooting a, a TV show in my town in San Francisco um, called Trauma, which was on NBC for two seasons. And it was like a big like NBC Universal production, like the whole deal, like everything. So I went down to set. And I just happened to to see somebody I recognized from a, a, a friend's film that I had worked on years ago. We started chatting. He told me who the key PA was. I went up over to him, introduced myself, asked if they need anybody. They said they do. They took my number. They called me the next day, and I was on the on the show the week after that. What? So all that all like, you did was ask. Wow. I just asked. I just went out there and introduced myself, and um, wow. and made it happen. I mean, I I already had an intern at ABC Seven, but it was like right when um. You know, like 2008 when the the big crash happened, you know, and so they had to fire like a bunch of people so that I wasn't able to get a job. So it was like kind of in this state of like, what do I do? Like I can't get a job like through the traditional sense. And so, you know, you just hear about things and you just go out and I put myself out there. Excellent, man. And how did you put yourself out there, though, during that, you know, the rough time? Well, yeah, I mean, a lot of it was Craigslist, you know. Um, Craigslist, so I, wow. I, I, got another, <laughs> I got another job on a movie through Craigslist. I was like, basically, I don't know if you're familiar with, uh, you know, the broadcast world as a, as a student, but, like, basically when you're trying to get into the industry, especially if you want to be on camera, which is, like, what I wanted for a long time, you have to basically apply to all these uh, different uh, news outlets in the middle of nowhere, you know, like in, in Ohio or – Alabama or somewhere like completely like a tiny little town like you send your little reel tape out and then like you know maybe you get a chance uh, to to get a job and then you have to just move your whole life there for like you know six months to a year until you can move up to a bigger a bigger network you know Um, so I said okay I'm gonna give myself three months after I graduate if I can't get a job here then I'm gonna do that and I'm gonna just go wherever it takes me after like right on the three month mark I got a job as assistant director on a on a feature film um, it was super low budget. <laughs> I think I got paid like $2,000 for like uh, – it was a 60-day shoot, which was like – I mean, at the time, I was like, I guess this is normal. But, you know, that's like a really long shoot for an indie film. <laughs> 60 days to – Yeah, man. man. Wow, man. And it was yeah. was it the grind, the everyday grind? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, I mean, it was, it, was, it was a crew of like between – like on on the smallest days there was four of us on the biggest days there was maybe eight of us 
uh, and it was a lot of the family of the director and the star, and it was a it was a Bollywood movie too. Um, oh damn! <laughs> it was definitely a trip, but it wasn't a singing and dancing Bollywood. It was like a really serious, like Southern Indian, like you know, drama. Um, it was really a trip of a movie. It was a lot of fun. I got to be in it too, like because we needed lots of extras, so I got to be in it in three different times, <laughs> playing three different characters. Um, Do you like acting in film? Do you like being uh, in front of the camera as opposed to behind it? For a long time, that was like what I wanted to do, and I, I did the whole audition thing, and I was like trying to put myself out as, out as an actor. I had headshots, and then the thing, I think I eventually realized that I, that's not my strong suit. You know, like I'm not, I don't have that gift that actors have to like really immerse myself in the character and get lost. I, I bring too much of myself into it in not, in not a good way, in a bad way. Uh, so I just, I feel like, you know, I would probably do it again if I had the opportunity or if, like, it made sense. But I, I don't think it's definitely not my goal or what I want to focus my energy on, you know. Okay. So, uh, and after that, how was those first couple of projects? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, basically once I got into, like, the, the being an intern and a PA and everything, um, you know, it just took a while until I was able to move up and, you know, go from PAing to like production coordinating and then eventually, you know, start doing a lot of other stuff. Cause I mean, it's a small market in San Francisco. So like you can't just do one thing. Like I, I mean, I might've been able to just be a PA only and just focus on that, but I just always wanted to like, you know, expand. So I would shoot something here. I would edit something here. And then I got a job at a production company, um, here in, in actually in Berkeley and I worked there for um, four years, and basically that ended up being, like, one of my first big jobs and actually where I met a lot of the people that I ended up working on uh, throughout with all my short films, including the alternates. I oh, met my, my, my cinematographer there. I met my – well, actually, I met my gaffer on a movie, but, um, you know, there was all kind of, like, part of that ecosystem at that production company. Like, a lot of those people ended up working with me there, and then, you know, years later, we're still making movies together. Hey, awesome. And let, let's talk about this because this is what we're here to talk about today. So let me show off this awesome teaser before we talk about this amazing film, The Alternate. Let's do it. The, the other you created this, this thing, this portal. It was a fluke. We traveled through it to another world. To another version of our house. You okay? Where the fuck are we? This is our house, Angel. We shouldn't be here. We can't be parents. I've only been there once. But Jake, the other Jake, he kept going back. How could I do that? Who are you? It's no fun if you never win. Folks, if that did not make you curious as to what the hell is going on or what world, because when I saw that, I was like, yo, what is popping here? Then I saw the film, and folks, it's it's amazing. Great casting, great story, different. Thank you <laughs> for doing something different and fun. Um, it's crazy. I love it. Um, so oh, thanks, get into that. Get into that. Talk about the film and let people know what it's about. 
you know, okay, the best so you can I'll, without too much spoilers. <laughs> yeah, so basically uh, the alternate's about Jake, a struggling videographer who, um, you know, just kind of stumbles upon this portal to another dimension um, in which he has everything that he's ever wanted, like the perfect version of his wife that treats him the way he wishes his real wife treated him, the filmmaking career that he's been, like, striving for for, for so many years, and then the uh, daughter that he never had. So he basically starts to like travel back and forth between his world and this alternate world and starts to spy on the other version of his family and starts to like accidentally impersonate his other self and then starts to fall in love with the other version of his wife and like create a relationship with his daughter. And then uh, he basically decides that like he's the one who deserves this good life, not the other versions of himself. So he decides to switch places and take over the good life and send his you know, his alternate back to his shitty life. Bro, let me tell you that it's funny how they parallel one each one another, you know? One's miserable, others happy, you know, and, and that goes for both sides, I mean, when it comes to relationship and as individuals. So did, did you do that with, with purpose, purposeful intent, if you will, to have them really be total, kind of polar opposites of one another? Yeah, so it was really funny. It's like in the very early versions of the script, it was like so heightened you know like like chris was like in the regular world chris was just terrible like just smoking weed all the time like <laughs> never going to a job like just, like fucking shit up like still in shit in his office like just like the most like ridiculous like worst girlfriend ever you know and then um in the other oh, yeah, world, let me tell you oh. she did a great job i hated her I was like, oh, my God, yo, chill, lady, chill. <laughs> and, and basically what I tried to do is I try to, like, you know, keep that essence of, you know, the, the two different versions, but also try to give them layers so you can, like, see the perspective of all the characters so it doesn't feel like they're completely cartoonish, you know, and, like, you oh, sort of, like, like, relate to each one in, in some way. You can sort of see how she's fed up with this guy's bullshit. You can sort of see how... You know, he really wants this thing, and but he doesn't really know how to get it. You know, like, he doesn't know how to go after it and actually make it happen. And then, you know, from the other side with the alternates, like, just, you know, seeing this really focused, like, determined, disciplined person who's, like, after his dreams. And then and then that kind of rubs off on on, uh, on Chris. Like, she's also doing, doing her dream and living her dream, too. And so it's, like, sort of kind of you see that, you know, side of it, you know, and then – but – like what, what I always think about is like if if Jake wasn't such a son of a bitch, like if he went through the portal and saw this world, like he could be like, oh, this is attainable. Let me work on myself and figure out how to get this for myself. Let me get to that world because that could have been yeah. the future for all we know. Right, exactly. And so, but then he's like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm just gonna take it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to work. Was he for from it. New York? Was he from New York? Because he came out so thuggish when he when, when uh, in the film when these things are decided and these actions that he takes. It's, it, it's really effed up, you know. Yeah, it, it, it's you, but is it, you know what I mean? So this is right. why I love because you ask these questions like, would you battle yourself like that? You know? Right. And exactly. this cast did a phenomenal job. So talk about, you know, finding this amazing cast to work with. So I got really lucky. Um, I, I met Ed first um, through another actor friend of mine here in the Bay Area. They did some theater shows together. Uh, and then we were, you know, planning to do, uh, this other short that I had written, and then um, just due to timing and schedule, it, it kind of fell apart. 
And then when I was getting ready to do the teaser trailer for the alternate to raise money uh, through the crowdfunding campaign, I was like, oh, yeah, Ed, he's gonna, he would be perfect. So then I called him up, um, and we were all set to do it. He introduced me to Dentalia. That's how we got her in the movie was from his recommendation. Um, and then, like, you know, maybe a week before we were going to shoot the teaser trailer, Ed had to pull out due to another, like, a contractual obligation he had that he had, uh. he had missed. So we were like, oh, well, dang, I can't, I can't work with him on the teaser trailer. So I got another actor to come and take his place. Um, this this really wonderful actor Gabe uh, Rios, uh, who's also in the the alternate feature, he plays a small role. Um, and then when it was time to do the actual feature, I was like, you know, Ed's the guy. You know, I had worked with him on a couple commercials at that point. We actually ended up shooting that short film together eventually. Um, and so, you know, I was like, Ed, he's it. Because like the thing about Ed that's special is his eyes. I mean, I'm sure you noticed like in the movie, like he's got some crazy amazing eyes, and he can say so much without having to talk. And yep. that's hard to find in an actor, like Agreed. to be able to communicate so much with just your facial expression, you know, and your and your your body language. And Ed just has that special ability. And so when I when we had to like cast someone to do the two different roles, I knew that he was the right person for that. And we just had a lot of fun with it. And you know, he he was like really like collaborative. Like we spent a lot of time prepping together and kind of crafting the characters together. And I think that was sort of what made it special was that we'd be able to, to do that work together and not just, you know, with a lot of actors, you just, they just show up on the first day and then they're like, okay, what are we doing? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And luckily we didn't have to have that situation. Wonderful. And how long was this shoot? So we shot, um, originally it was going to be 15 days and then we had to extend to 19 days. Um, and we shot like right before the pandemic in uh, the winter of 2019, and then we did two pickup days in January of 2020. And uh, mm. and yeah, and then we got it in the can, and then like you know two months later, <laughs> the world everything ended. was in the can. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it was really good timing that we got it got it done. Um, you know, right when we did, because if we had pushed, like some of, one of my investors was like, you should push six months. Oh man, I'm so glad I didn't push six months. We we would never made the movie. <laughs> Great man, and, and how, how did you feel, man? You know, finally have an opportunity to solicit this to some food festivals, and what was the first one you solicited it to? Oh my gosh, um, yeah. So it, it man, I mean, just for some context, like I've been working on this for almost eight years. It'll be eight, eight years. years. Wow. In uh, March of next year, so it's been a long journey to get this movie made. Uh, this you know my first feature film. We've been trying to figure out how to make a feature forever and, you know, to actually have it done and to, like, be able to sit in the audience and have people see it, it was, like, I mean, that was incredible. Like, there's no, there's no words to describe it. Um, but, yeah, the film festival submission thing, that was a long process because we started a little er too early. Like, we – I was so excited to get the movie out in the world, and I felt <laughs> like, you know, I wanted to just hit the ground running uh, with the, the 20 – I guess, yeah, 20, 2021 festival season. So – I uh, started submitting, like, last November, and we started with Sundance just because, you know, why not? Just throw it out there, see what happens, you know? Um, and then we kind of worked our way through, like, South by Southwest, Tribeca, um, kind of all the big ones, um, you know, got our nose, and then, you know, kind of moved down to, uh, you know, focusing more on genre film festivals, uh, and then, you know, also including some other ones, you know, as well. And we ended up premiering at Dances with Films in Los Angeles um, this in September. So that was the world premiere of the film, and you got to play at the, you know, the Hollywood, the Chinese theater in Hollywood. Oh, word? Nice. Yeah, How did you feel, screen. man? How did you feel, bro? It was man, incredible. <laughs> it was incredible. I was so nervous. It was a midnight screening. <laughs> 
but we got a huge group to come out. We had about 100 people in the audience, which beautiful. I think was like awesome for for the pandemic, you know, and for a minute. That's for an independent film too, you know what I mean? Like coming yeah. out, your first, bro, bro, I, I would have been, yeah. you would have heard nothing but a wet in the theater if I was there. <laughs> and the and the reaction, like, luckily, it was similar to your reaction to the ending. Like, the, everyone just flipped, man. Like, they just, and like. Oh, shit, it, yeah, folks. The, the, the ending is something that is, is really special to me because I, I love it. It's what I wrote first when I wrote the movie. I came up with the ending scene, and then I kind of worked my way back to get to You are so funny. I was watching a hip-hop documentary the other day, and this, this is this rapper, old-school rapper. He goes, when I write my rhymes, I always start with the conclusion, and then I just lead, start, and then do the story to lead to that conclusion. But I always start with the ending. I'm like, wow, that's crazy. Now you're telling me that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah what really a well. fucking ending, bro. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Because so I was just there like, oh, man. Oh, everybody. Let me tell you, you're going to have an old moment, folks, in this film. You're going to love it. <laughs> Yeah, I actually got a little pushback on the ending from some of the more, like, fancy people, like, you know, people who like dramas, people who are from, like, the Sundance crowd. And, uh, uh, they're just like, you know, oh, I loved your movie until the end. But like, I got that comment from, like, a handful of people, and then my, my sound designer was really trying to convince me that we didn't need to show the ending. But to me, it's like the ending, that's the juice, that's the moment. Where you, it's like, it's, it's the payoff, you know? It is. <laughs> Well, whoever and, uh, thought that, you guys are too bougie, bro. You better stop it now. <laughs> Get out of here. That, that, this yeah. is film. This is film. This was fun. This is, again, stuff right up my alley, and I fell in love uh, with it immediately. That's great. Well, you that, did a great you're, job. You're who I made it for then, you know? It's like, because, like, I, that's how I feel, you know, with, with movies, you know, where you see scenes like that and, and conclusions like that and things that just, like, kind of blow you away. Yeah. You know, just, oh, I love it. And, uh, yeah, to hear the audience react the way that oh. I react, oh. And this is awesome, you know, within the movie, you have a lot of cool um, effects. Now, you know, uh, 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 whether they're special effects, old school, traditional special effects. I mean, you tell me, did you use a mix? What? Because, I, I mean, there is that, that, that portal, you say, and that was a very well-done effect. I loved it. So talk about, oh, you know, using you know, effects for the film. So, so my cinematographer, Jason Josepher, was really, um, like, like, when I, you know, sent, you know, he was a part of this project from the beginning. So, like, he read, like, the second draft of the script. And right away, he was always like, let's do the, the portal practically. Like, let's actually project it. Like, let's not try to just do a green screen and visual effect it. Like, let's do as much as we can in camera as possible. And so we figured out a way to project it where you could still like the scene that we the way we wanted to and have it look dynamic and interesting, but also still get a strong, um, like full rich portal on the projector. So we used on on the screen. So we used two projectors um, simultaneously. We had one in front that pr front projected, and then we had a rear projection projector, and we had to like match them up and line them up so they would be perfect, and then we'd like lock them down. And then we would shoot the scene. And so that's how the portal looks oh. really the way it does and the way that he interacts with it. So, like, there's only a couple times in the movie where it's a green screen um, for, like, kind of the moments where he has to walk through. Like, that's when we did the, the digital version that our, um, our visual effects artist was able to match up. Uh, but the majority of it is uh, is practical. And, you know, there was just a couple times where we removed the rear projector light, you know, from the back just so – you know, we could that kind of keep that illusion up, you know. Well, it's well done for us. I can't wait till you see guy, what, what this guy has done. Again, for an independent film project, his first, he's definitely, you could tell that you had a lot of fun with it. And again, like I oh. said, the, the cast is amazing. 
uh, really well performed, especially Homie and, and, and his wifey, you know, they have playing dual roles, if you will. So they have double the workload. <laughs> yeah. But again, he, he pulled it off. She pulled it off. Like I said, I, I, I hated her in the regular world. But then on the other side, it's like, wow, she's awesome. Hey, what the heck is going on here? You know? But then, again, like I said, you could see the things in the relationship, which is key. You know, like, there was, you know, it wasn't a perfect world, the other side. You know, there, right. there, there was something even though that we see that other, that other dude kind of deal with. But they were dealing with it, but differently, if you will. You know, like right. that. You, you threw that, you know, uh, interpersonal drama in there between them, that couple stuff. But again, with the sci-fi, the story. How assholeish this guy is and greedy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And goddamn, bro, do you like ketchup or what? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I do. So the Jeez. ketchup thing, that's, that a, that's terrible. <laughs> that's based off of um, a real life story from my childhood. Like, I was at a restaurant. I love ketchup. That was like my thing. <laughs> my mom was always telling me to, to use less ketchup, you know, and so I was putting ketchup all over stuff and she took it away from me. Like, I had a huge tantrum. We had to, like, leave the restaurant or whatever. And. <laughs> So, like, that was always, like, a memory from my childhood that, I, you know, stuck with me. And so I was like, okay, I got to put this. Yeah, you <laughs> messed me movie. up, bro. I like a little bit of ketchup, man. But when you saw this little shorty just pull, like, half the damn bottle on top of it, I'm like, where the hell is the food? Oh, <laughs> too much, too much. Oh, yeah, Puerto Ricans love ketchup, but not that much now. Come on. Oh, that's All so right? But I love it, man. You, you have great energy, man. So where can we see the film? What's popping? If people wanted to go today and check out this awesome film that we've been talking about, where do they need to go? Where can they see it? What's up? So it's it's playing at the Heartland International Film Festival this weekend in Indianapolis. I'm going to be there in Indianapolis this weekend. I'm flying out to watch the movie on Sunday, um, October 10th. It's also going to be part of their um, their virtual film festival. So uh, I think you're, it's geotagged, though. So I don't think you can see it if you don't live in an Indianapolis area. Oh. So I'm not sure how far out the geotag goes, but I know it's not like the whole country. So you should check it out, see what's up. You know, maybe maybe you're in the area where you can watch it. Right. It was online uh, on three other, um, you know, virtual film festivals, but I think they all ended on September 30th. Um but it's coming up on a couple others. It's going to be in the Philly, um, you know, First Glance Film Festival. On, uh, that's uh, October 16th. I'm going to be there in person for that one, too, coming out. Um, then we're in Kentucky for Scarefest um, on the weekend after that, on the 24th. Uh, and then um, uh, I can't remember the next one, but then we're going to be in uh, – oh, I can't say – can't say that one yet. Oh, 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 oh. There's a couple I can't say. But we're, we're going to be playing like a, at least six more uh, between cool. now and December. I mean, All I want to ask more. is this. I'm in fraud. Are, we, are you coming down to the East Coast anytime? Uh, well, we're going to be playing. We, we are, but virtually okay. only. <laughs> All right. Gotcha. All right. He's being very cautious. Like, oh, how do I answer yeah. this? All right. <laughs> no yeah, problem. I, I, I can't remember which one said I can't say and which one said I oh, can't <laughs> No worries. No worries. Listen, for me, what I care about is people knowing where they could watch, where they could, you know, pitch in and, and see the amazingness of this. Because I know I'm going to see you doing, you know, I'm going to see you on the small screen. I'm going to see you on the big screen in the future. Because <laughs> once people get a load of this and they're going to see how talented you are, along with the amazing team you have, you're gonna go far, kid. I see it. Like if you had Damn, any God. dream project, brother, any dream project in the world that you would that, that if somebody gave you the keys and said, "Here, Alric, this is yours. Do with it what you want." What would be your top pick? And uh, like anything, like you know, anything, any genre, any film doesn't matter what it is. Anything. All right, I'm just gonna say like 
you know, I got a couple ideas of things I would love to do. I'm going to say one big franchise, and I'm going to say another, like, type of movie. So first, Superman. I would love to do A Man of Steel 2 or any kind of Superman movie um, or, or Superman and Batman, but, like, something with Superman it would be amazing. I'm a huge Superman fan, and I oh, think, nice. like, it's time to do a different type of Superman, you know, like maybe a, a non-white Superman, perhaps, you know. I think that yes. is about ready. Well, you know? we, so we, we think... were hoping to get the Calvin Ellis version, but instead of calling him Calvin Ellis, they want to just call him Black Clark Kent. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's like, just, you know, DC, use Calvin Ellis, you know, make us feel like we have our own Superman. Yeah. But I get it. I get it. it. Yeah, let me show you an awesome Superman here that I got from the Puerto Rico comic. Oh, this man. Look at this. Look at this. Oh, amazing. That is dope. Isn't that dope, <laughs> Red man? Sun. Yeah, I love, love Red it. Sun. Now, this is a great version because, you know, he still kept some of the ideals. I don't know if you saw the cartoon, but or read the comic. Yeah, he still I did. I, I saw the cartoon. Even though he was yeah. Russian, he had those ideals still. He was still a good person. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a really good story. But yeah, I guess like if I was to do like another type of movie, like like I love Total Recall. Oh, you know that's one it. of my all time favorites, and I don't think that we really have like a sci fi action movie at that level or even close to it in the last I don't know fifteen many years. years. Many years. <laughs> I don't know. I I can't even think of the last one that. I think the last like one that. I had fun with was probably the first Pitch Black. Yeah, that's a good one. Or or Fifth Element was another one I was oh, thinking. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's a really good one. Yeah. Um, but, like, movies like that that, like, really go deep into science fiction but then also, like, bring the action, bring the comedy, just have a lot of fun with it, um, that's the kind of movie I'd love to make next. If, if, you hear it, folks? You hear it, Hollywood? <laughs> maybe that's three movies next. I think I gotta build up to the to the twenty million, thirty million dollar feature. I gotta get I gotta get there slowly. Well, you're gonna get there. I, I know it and I see it. You gotta visualize it. Speak it onto the world, Alric, and it's, the world is yours. You know, it's gonna be yeah, yours. Absolutely. Just speak it out. Thank speak you. it. Out. You already spoke it. So DC, you heard. <laughs> All right. Somebody right oh, here. It's going to fix that, that Superman franchise for you. <laughs> but just to go back to the movie, if you want to find anything about The Alternate or follow us, you can find us on Facebook um, at The Alternate Film. Um, yeah, Instagram, Alternate Film 1. Um, and uh, we also are on Instagram. I'm, I'm tagging there, too. I'm trying to hit them all. You know? Yeah, you should. <laughs> Own all your you know? social media, bro. Let them all know. And then you got the website, too. Yeah. And before you go, there's the one last thing I want to, you know, want you to mention is, like, you told me you do a podcast. Making movies yeah. is hard podcast. Ain't that yep. the truth? Uh, let people know if they want to learn about the show, when can they tune in, and a little bit about what it's about. So we drop new episodes every Monday at 7 a.m. Um, Pacific Standard Time, you know, so that's, uh, what, 10 a.m. for you out yes, in the East Coast. Yep. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a podcast about the struggle of being an independent filmmaker. I do it with my co-host, Liz Manischel. She's also a filmmaker, um, you know, working on a, on a horror short right now, actually. Ooh. But she's done two features, and so she's, she's kind of like someone I look up to, you know, like a, a mentor almost, or like someone who's kind of been there and back again a couple times and, like, Excellent. you know, had some real success with her features. Um, and, yeah, we, we interview filmmakers from all backgrounds, uh, also crew people too, um, you know, kind of any, anyone, you know, within the filmmaking world. And we really just talk about the struggles of doing their jobs or making their films. Um, and it's really just like a chance to kind of learn more about how people are making movies and, like, how we can make our movies. And I kind of use it as a way to, like, you know, troubleshoot things I'm going with. So if I go, like troubles, I'm I'm dealing with with my own movies. So if I'm having like, oh, 
how, how do I find distribution? I asked a bunch of distribution questions. Like, oh, how do I get into film festivals? I asked a bunch of film festival questions. So, you, you know, if you uh, listen to the podcast, we have uh, 330 episodes out. Um, Ooh, wow, 330. Congrats. Yeah. Great. Or, yeah, 331 actually just dropped on Monday. So, yeah, we're, we're, we're up there now. That's beautiful. <laughs> but, uh, but we did a whole series about the alternate where I uh, did logs, uh, daily logs from the set. So I would like before, like on my way over to location, I would do a little audio recording in my car, and then we turn that into podcast episodes. So I think there's six of them, and oh, it's just like you know you can hear me like like preparing for the day or talking about what happened that day and like digesting you know, the problems I was dealing with, the way that we overcame them on set, like how the shoot went, if we went over, like how we dealt with that if we had to go into overtime. So, like, if you you should find those episodes. I can't remember the numbers, but they're, they're, there's a bunch of them. So if you really want to hear the behind-the-scenes making of the alternate, it already exists on the podcast. Ooh, ooh. Are we ever going to get a, a, a BTS film now? <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually made a bunch of uh, little behind-the-scenes, uh, like, little docs for, the, for the, the, the crowdfunding campaign. So there are a little couple of them out already. But, yeah, I don't know if we'll get a full That's BTS fun. film. <laughs> gotcha. Well, there you go, folks. This has been awesome. Alric, you've been amazing, bro. Thank you for, you know, hanging out, chatting about the journey, about process, your amazing film, your awesome team. Folks, again, he said it already, right there on Twitter, Alternate Film 1, Instagram and Facebook at The Alternate Film. Please keep up with everything Alric does at his website, alricpurcell.com, and tune in to that podcast you heard. Drops every Monday, right? <laughs> Making Monday. movies is hard podcast. So that's, ain't that the truth, bro? Ain't that the truth? <laughs> so with that, thank you again, my brother. I appreciate the time, folks. The outro tells you what to do. You know what it is. With the exception of, please visit our comic book shop at comiccrusaders.shop and our swag shop at comiccrusaders.us. Thank you again, Alred. And with thank that, hasta la próxima, mi gente. Wepa! Thank you for listening to the Comic Crusaders podcast. If you like the content, please subscribe and turn on notifications. Also, please visit ComicCrusaders.com and our extended podcast family over at UndercoverCapes.com. And also, make sure to download the Comic Crusaders app on the Google Play Store today. 